Comadre C Comics. Comadre C Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We focus on the Latinx presence in the comic industry, with a special focus on strong female characters and creators. Hi guys, welcome back to Comadre C Comics, and this is episode number thirty-three. And we are your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. Whoops, I'm Jen. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back, ladies. Good to be back. We've been. MIA for a little bit. Sorry about that, but we are back. Yes, uh, we're back. Apologies for that, but there's so much that happened. Uh, life just happened. I got sick uh, for four days, and I didn't get to make it to Tia Chuchas, where you guys were at. Yes, yeah. and then we postponed it for um, a day where there was an event at the shop that I had to... Um, worry about and then mm-hmm. we've just been really busy with moving to our new location and super busy and crazy and finally we were able to get together yeah yes. <laughs> it's been a hectic couple of weeks yeah yeah and uh you guys have one week to go right before you guys have to absolutely leave the premises of the old shop right actually no we have a lease until the 14th of july oh, okay but we intend to have um all of the, all of the uh, merchandise that we are going to have that's going to be permanent at the new location by the first. Mm-hmm. That's our intention, but we do have those extra days if we don't make it. Um, so we will be op- well. We're already open during the weekends. Um, we have pop up shop, pop up shop hours right now on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from noon to five, just to let the community um, start to become aware that we're there and that's where we're moving to and. Um, letting people just get used to the fact that that they need to go there now for their comic books um but we will be we want to be ready and uh able to just get started um fresh on july 1st but we will have um we will still be at the old location just anything left there will be 75 percent off Excellent. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, what was I going to ask? Um, so how are the people uh, surrounding area? Do you guys have places to go eat and such? I haven't ventured out. I know there is a Chase Cafe. No. Capital One Cafe. Capital One. A bank cafe. Capital One Cafe across the street, which apparently just means that there's a Pete's coffee inside. <laughs> <laughs> But we are a block away from the mall and Third Street Promenade. Oh wow! So, uh, and I've been told that there is a food court at the mall. So, oh, I'm actually looking forward <laughs> to new options to have lunch because I'm so tired. I'm gonna, I, I, one day I'll probably be like, I miss Bay Cities, but I'm so <laughs> over Bay Cities right now. Nice, nice. <clears throat> So just as you guys, uh, just as we thought con season was over, uh, <laughs> well now we, we have been told that we are going to be special guests at the Long Beach Comic Con, right? Yes. Actually, it's funny. I was just mentioning this to Eddie yesterday. I was like, you keep hearing the term con season, con season. When's con season? I feel like it's just like basketball. They tell you there's a season, but really it's just all year long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. All year long. Yeah. Right now it's soccer season with the World Cup. Exactly. Ay. Yes. Woke up um, really early to watch that Mexico versus Germany. Mm-hmm. And, oh my and, god. And as as one does, they drink during the game. <laughs> as so, one does. So now <laughs> as you do. <laughs> 
So at eight o'clock in the morning, I was like really toasty. I'm like, oh man, I'm already drunk and it's Sunday and it's mm-hmm. like eight in the morning is not good. <laughs> so supposedly there's been rumors that after Mexico won the Germany game, that there was there's enough there was enough Mexico fans in there that once it was confirmed that they won, that they caused a miniature yes. earthquake. It, it it registered <laughs> on the Richter scale. Yep. Uh huh. What the hell? <laughs> I yeah. think that's funny. Every every Mexican let out a simultaneous scream. <laughs> wow! Uh, I honestly didn't realize how much of an underdog Mexico was against Germany. Oh yeah. Oh, very did you much see so. this? Well, did you see the the game? Nope. But the, oh no, no, I didn't. The German players are super tall. They're like oh my god, they're like six seven feet. Oh and really? So the Mexicos, yeah. They're like yeah. <laughs> I was like that's oh funny. my god, they look like little toys. They that's <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh, they don't even make it to their shoulders. <laughs> they don't. It was kind of. But you cute. know what though? I I would have to think that that actually gives them a little bit of an advantage because oh, you're closer to the ground <laughs> <laughs> and you can maneuver around really quickly. Apparently. Center of gravity. The thing is, and after watching all these games in some of the other countries' plays, I did not realize just how fucking fast. Oh yeah, that some mm-hmm. of these players are. Because Germany was pretty fast, and Mexico is Mexico is known for being pretty fast, and uh, Spain and Portugal, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I'm used to teams being fast. Yeah. So when I was watching, uh, I think it was uh, Poland against Senegal, or I forget which one it was. They, when I was watching, I was just like, they move funny. What's, <laughs> what's, what's going on? What's going on here? And then I realized they're not moving as fast. Uh, like, oh, yeah, they, okay. they're not nearly moving. They're not, they're maybe half of the speed of any of the, like, really good teams. Yeah. How yeah. funny. <laughs> and uh, I think Messi's known faster be- than the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I heard. Oh, I, Messi. Heard, <laughs> I heard Messi's like a, like a super superstar in the football yeah. world. Um, but but yes, he messed that up. <laughs> oh my god! I, um, because my husband saw the the game and he was just like, "Oh my god! They totally destroyed Argentina and so much for Messi." And I mean, because uh-huh. he doesn't like Messi, I don't know why. But uh, he's like, oh, that's what he gets. And I was like, damn. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you felt that strongly. But, yeah. I like they Messi, were... but, yeah, he made a mess of the situation. Well, the whole he team. He was messy. Yeah. <laughs> messy I messy. am enjoying, though, all the videos that are coming out of Russia are of all the Mexicans <laughs> <laughs> there. Just, like, in their mariachi outfits yep. or, like, mm-hmm. driving big old trucks just down the middle of the road Ooh. with, like, I, I just am like, <laughs> Russians are just like, what the yeah. hell is happening right now? I didn't know there were this many Mexicans in Russia. Right. I know. It's funny. How'd they get there? We just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they, wear, they wear the flags like capes and stuff. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, I mean, Mexico's not the only one that does that. They're I know, just, but. They're I, just the more outlandish ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you see every World Cup um, season that uh, there's country countries that are playing and people going crazy in the stands. I mean, f- soccer, football is huge in everywhere else besides America. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the, they have hardcore fans, but I just like seeing uh, – <laughs> I mean, we're most people are from, I guess, different continents than – uh, well, it's Eastern Europe, so no. 
<laughs> but I mean, all the central, I mean, it, it, to me, it's just like, it's a long way to go. I mean, you're a hardcore freaking fan to be oh, over there. Oh, absolutely. You have, what, four years to save up? Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah if you want to go to the World Cup, you can. Yeah. But, oh my god. Uh, listen, I was surprised by Iceland. I actually, I read an article about them, and they are such an underdog story. Really? They, yeah, they were not expected to do as well as they did in whatever it is that you have to do to get to World Cup. Um, And um, their coach is a freaking dentist. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he actually had to give up his practice or or take a hiatus or whatever to put all of his uh, efforts into into uh coaching. But yeah, I mean the story, uh, their story is super awesome. It it reminded me of um The Mighty Ducks. <laughs> actually, I was going to say another another uh um the miracle. The miracle. I yeah. was going to say the little giant. <laughs> <laughs> every single, it reminded me of every single soccer movie that you've ever, I mean not soccer, uh, sports movie you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> pretty That's much. kind of awesome. That's pretty cool, yeah. So I was surprised by how well they did. Yeah, and, and they so, tied it. That, and they I, tied I, it. I was, I'm, wa- I'm following them now because I'm invested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, uh, I, from what we've seen, it's, it's gonna come down to, I don't think Germany's gonna make it. Yeah. I don't think Germany's gonna make it. Russia's gonna make it. Uh, Mexico, depending on how they do against South Korea, is gonna make mm. it. Uh, Spain and Portugal are gonna make yeah. it. Um, what about Brazil? I heard that they were a favorite. They're always a favorite. Yeah, because they won last year, right? No, they didn't. Oh, okay, they the, didn't. Um, uh, the, because it took place in their home country, mm-hmm. but Germany won in Brazil. Oh, okay. It was the first time. Oh, is that the time that we saw uh, all the Brazilian people crying? <laughs> yeah, because they lost. Because they made it to the finals. Yeah, uh, but there was just a lot of civil unrest. Right, in I Brazil remember and everything. And you could tell it was affecting the players, and it was affecting the fans too mm-hmm. as well. Because it was in their home country, yeah. the team had made it, and the previous game, that one that got them into the into the finals, had not been a good game. Mm. It was it was a hot mess, and that and that game itself was a hot mess too. Mm. Uh, but Germany Germany in the end won. Yeah. But uh, but there's still a lot of shit going on in Brazil still. So, yeah. So oh. we'll see how they do. But they they played um. Uh, all right, against... Oh, God, who was it? Who did they play against? It was Brazil against... France. No, <laughs> no I don't know. No. <laughs> you know there's, so, there's some games that they aren't airing. Oh, well, really? I guess, yeah. Because they're just not, interested. not worth it. <laughs> not worth it. Nobody's interested mm-hmm. in... And um, uh, I think it's it's like a whole new day in Russia. Yeah. So it's I guess they happen either too late or... It would be too early for us, mm. and so mm. so too late for them or too early for us. Either one, so it's not possible. Yeah, but they're all like the boring teams anyway. So <laughs> I'm fine with that because you 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 air the good stuff. Yeah, which of is a Spain versus Portugal, Argentina making a fool of themselves. Oh, oh, I poor, feel so sorry. oh, I feel so bad for Egypt. Oh, what happened with Egypt? Two auto goals. Oh, is that where you posted it that it said, and by your own captain? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. He, like, he kicked it, and even the goalie was like, what the fuck? It was, <laughs> oh, oh, my shit. gosh. Yeah. 
I know. Oh, sad. That's oh, horrible. No. I felt so bad for them. And they have a really good player. Yeah. But he wasn't able to shine. I was just like, oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. They made one goal, but it was a penalty one. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, that guy who did, who was the one that we were Cristiano watching? Ronaldo. Oh my God. His penalty kick was like, he, so it was like so magic. And the way that it arced over all the players and then just went right in over over the goalie's head was just I'm like, oh my god, how did he do that? Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't know, Cristiano Physics? Ronaldo. I don't know. He's known for that. <laughs> He's just he is uh, he is if not the best, one of the best mm-hmm. play uh, soccer players out there. What team was that? I'm uh, Spain. Spain, okay. Yeah, he was Spain. Oh, yeah. She turned it on at the shop, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, all the Spanish players are really hot. <laughs> I felt like a traitor. <laughs> I love it. You can tell. You can tell. <laughs> I said something else as well, but I won't say it here. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Um, um, but it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot. My my dad and my little sister get up really early to watch all the games. Mm. And so I catch a bit of it before I have to leave. Yeah. And then I'm just like, bye. Um, uh, and when I'm working, I try to put it on at work. And it never fails to distract all, all the customers. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, cool. You'd be surprised. Um, uh, because I was, I sure as hell was. Yeah. <laughs> I think I also noticed that there's none of those horns anymore. What's a horn? No, those horns, oh, those goo goo yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're, they're just like really long, long. horns. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I noticed that there wasn't any. I feel so. like they can, Russia can keep more of a lockdown on those yeah. than any, than other countries. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say why, but I feel like Russia, if they don't want something in, they're not, yeah. it's not gonna, it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna be, flick, yeah. it's not gonna be there. No, but I, I liked it. It was a welcome surprise for me when I saw the game. I was like, hey, there's none of that annoying sounds in this background, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think the there's a Mexico versus South Korea. South Saturday. Korea on Saturday, like Ooh, at 8. What am I'm I doing gonna... Saturday? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I were to work late, you know why. You kids are so funny. Mm-hmm. Well, um, any, any other kind of in, uh, special information that we have that we want to share with the audience or not yet we're not allowed to say honestly i'm not sure because i know at one point we were told we weren't allowed and i haven't got a go-ahead yeah okay thank you guys this is this is us telling you that there's a sweet sweet surprise sometime <laughs> in the future right exactly mm-hmm. in the very near future so near uh just future. stay tuned to our social media stuff so we'll be posting it all over there because we're really excited about that mm-hmm. Well, uh, let's move on to Chisme de la Semana. Oh, chisme de la Semana. This is Jen, and I got three pieces of hot, hot news. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is that... <laughs> is that the Creed 2 trailer has dropped, and it is amazing. Now... I have said before on this podcast that there are three movie franchises yep. <laughs> that I will always watch. The Rocky movies. Yes. 
Karate Kid. Yes. And um, uh, Fast and the Furious. Yes. I will watch all of them. Give me um, uh, Fast and the Furious in space. Give me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. I've been I've been watching Cobra Kai. And oh, what? How is that? It's, I've heard it's so good. It's it's actually really really good, and I I absolutely wait. adore it. If you uh, haven't watched it, please watch it. I oh my god, wait. it's so good. I want to watch it. But it's it on my... YouTube. I don't want to pay more money I to know. another. That's, that's <laughs> you... exactly what I was gonna yeah. say. I'm like, Ugh. you can have a free trial. Or find somebody who is <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> but are all the episodes ready to view or I need you... a YouTube Sancho. <laughs> yeah, a YouTube Sancho. What's that YouTube Red? Is that what's <laughs> it's called YouTube Red. Red yeah. Um they don't drop them all at the one time. Oh, uh, comes out weekly. Yeah. Oh. And so um um I wanna see that with my nephew. Yeah, it's good. It's it's really good. I've seen previews, and I love the way that they kind of have flipped the script yes. on mm-hmm. the characters. Yes. So, yeah, characters, and it's a it's a really good redemption uh, story, cool. and a really good. And what I really like it, it's a really good story of how you can do something when you're a kid, and then you, right. you, you grow up to be yes. totally different. A, totally different. Yes, it's a good kind of like perceptions change. Mm-hmm. What you perceived as a kid is now different. yes, yeah. And so totally I I really love what they've done with that. It's it's really really good. Um, so highly recommend Cobra Kai. It's a, it's great. But anyways, uh, <laughs> the Rocky movies, Creed. I love. Creed so much. I watched it on Netflix. No, okay, I watched it on Netflix, but I had, but I watched it also on cable. Um, mm. uh, what's that called? On demand because mm-hmm. it was for free. And oh, I was just oh, like, wow. yeah, sweet. Uh, and I watched it and I cried. I was just like, damn, oh, this, God, is no. this is good. So, so good. good. So they have dropped the second trailer, and the plot is that um, uh, Apollo Apollo is going to be fighting. Yvonne Brago's son. Yes. Oh. Yes. And Yvonne Brago is the one who killed his dad in yes. the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, I like it because uh, his stepmom is the 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 lady uh, Claire Huxtable, Huxtable from uh, mm-hmm. the Cosby Show. Uh-huh. I love her as an actress. Yeah. Um, but I don't know her name apparently. Um, and she's like, don't in the in the trailer. She's like, don't pretend this is about your father. It's so cool. So dramatic. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Wait. So. Okay, so was it he, he's Drago? Like, he was the big Russian dude, right? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I we don't see him on the trailer. We just see his like, uh, mm-hmm. you know that um, that, uh, that. And didn't Brigitte Nelson like play her yes. manager or something? No, yeah. his wife. His wife. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yes. So his son, um, his, Ivan Drago's son's name is Victor Drago. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yes. I know. With the K. With I the, love with the K. K. <laughs> I love it with the K. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, his first name begins with D, so that we know. That. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but it it looks it looks really good, and mm-hmm. I'm super excited. I'm for excited it. too. Yeah, and um, um, it looks amazing. It's not gonna be directed by Ryan Coogler, um, mm. but it's being produced by him. Okay, oh, so. Okay. <clears throat> There's still that, and it's still um, uh, Michael B. Jordan. Tessa Thompson's gonna be there, which might be mm. half the reason that I'm going to. <laughs> what a bicon! What a bicon! But well, Michael B. Jordan, man, bicon! That I've never heard that before. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but, um, 
But I'm super excited for this. It's uh, the official. Uh, the official trailer is on YouTube, so you can catch it there. Right? Oh, absolutely! It's, yeah, it's amazing. It looks so good. I am, I am fucking ready for this movie. Um, so that was the first piece of gossip. The next one is more real chisme, Ooh. and it's that Louis Tan was at <clears throat> the DC <throat> DC's office. He's okay. He was there for a reason. And he posted a picture of him with a bunch of Batman books. He has been what? signed onto something Batman. We don't know what. And a lot of fans have been saying that he's going to be the next Nightwing. What? Now, Louis Tan, he was Shatterstar in Deadpool. Yeah. And he was also um uh, the... He came out in... Iron he? Fist. Iron Fist. Yes. Was, the drunken was, dude. Yeah, yes. uh, Drunken Fist Master. Yes. And he's hella fun! He is so, so fun. fun. Oh my yes. god. And he's such a nice guy. And he's so <sighs> nice, yes. This His, is, th- that body, my god. I saw a picture, <laughs> I was like, wow. I, I'm saying, he's such a nice guy, like we have coffee once a, once a week or whatever. I, I'm purely making this judgment based on the, all the, all of the YouTube videos I've watched him, <laughs> him post. <laughs> And it's just, oh my god, he would make a great thick, great He scene. would! Yes. Oh my god. He's just sad. I think I just, I just ate myself. <laughs> 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 oh my god. But, uh, it, nothing's official. We just know that he's doing something yeah. with DC. He's been mm. signed on to something for one of the movies. And let's be real, that they have found the number one way to make me watch those movies. Because <laughs> if they slap him in some spandex tights, I'm there. I'm <laughs> with it. I'm 100% on with this program. DC. Yes, me too. Keep doing it. They, they succeeded with Aquaman. Keep giving me more. Oh my god. This is. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, most definitely. Oh, he's so hot. He's so hot. And he he's super, super talented. I mean, that part of Iron Fist was like very short compared the entire to the entire season, but by far was my favorite mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. of uh mm-hmm. of Danny going up against all of the the um Iron Fists. It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was an amazing scene. He's so talented. He's a martial artist. He's just uh, and a good actor. He's just uh, I I I don't care what it is. I would love for it to be Nightwing, but I don't care what it is. I'm there for it. Yeah, Absolutely. He's an expert martial artist and he's mm-hmm. a stuntman. So mm-hmm. uh, he he and he's a good actor. Yeah, he's a very good actor. So. Um, and I'm not just saying this because he looks very very hot, <laughs> but partially, just a little bit. Um, but he, it would be interesting to see him as Nightwing, and yeah. it'll be the first time that he's taken the role of a titular character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> 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 um, uh, but I am super excited for that. And Me too. I want to know. I want him to be Nightwing. Yes, that I follow him on so Twitter, good. and I've been m- making sure checking to see if we see anything, any new news any new dropping. News. Nice dropping. Nice. So, now my next achievement is. About Star Trek. I love Star Trek. I was I did not watch Star Trek Discovery because um, it's on demand. Like, you have to have an app for it. Mm -hmm. I don't... And I have cable, so I probably could have watched it. But I didn't have cable for like a month. Mm. So, anyways, I wasn't entirely sure on the whole rules of Star Trek Discovery. But 
what happened is that the showrunners of Star Trek Discovery exited the show because oh. of um, uh, allegations of verbal and emotional abuse. Verbal and emotional abuse? Yes. By the showrunners? No, the showrunners themselves, I guess, by CBS. Oh. Executives or whatever. So the showrunners were saying, we're leaving because we've been emotionally and, mm. and verbally abused. Yes. Oh, wow. I think so. Hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> this, wording is, this wording is weird. It says, the showrunners of Star Trek Discovery recently exited the show over allegations of verbal and emotional abuse. Oh, no, I think they were accused. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Well, still. Still. Wow. Um, (laughs) I mean, Mm. nobody is safe anymore. Uh, I mean, especially in this day and age of social media and having just instantly being able to share your story and now in the environment where um, Mm. more people are willing to listen and to believe you, it's... um, it's really like um, yeah. If, you guys saw what if, happened to the Nerdist. Yeah, yeah. So, that was some deep shit. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and then what happened to um, uh, George Takei, the guy? Yeah. I, I read an mm. article where this guy went ahead and interviewed him and kind of uh, uh, kind of asserted what year about it was, mm-hmm. and uh, there were certain things that uh, that uh, gay men would do, like invite you to their. Um, to their um, to their apartment, and it was kind of like code for le- we're gonna have sex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but um, he said that looking back on it, um, that he didn't get mm-hmm. sexually assaulted by mm-hmm. George Takei. It was just kind of a misunderstanding because he got too drunk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was like it was a whole thing. <clears throat> but I don't know that story um, yeah. at all. Uh, well, he basically said that the allegations were false. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That he. Uh-huh. That what I mean, I knew I knew the original thing, and I knew mm-hmm. that he took it back. I don't know exactly what happened, but I will take this opportunity to say that inebriation is not consent, mm-hmm. and in fact, it is against the law in the state of California to have sex with anybody who is Inebriated. drunk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but um, according to <laughs> him, he didn't even really make a pass at him. He was just. Oh yeah, I'm not saying oh. I, I didn't. I'm not saying that he did or he didn't. I'm just saying I'm taking that up this opportunity to educate all of you yes, out there. To everybody out there. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the Don't time. Do it. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. I'm sure. Uh, I can for sure say that I've had situations where I've had too much to drink and um had sex with somebody and it was consensual, but just legally it was. A Against the law. Yes. Oh, man. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> I've broken the law many a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but, anyway, so they've left and it's, um, uh, it's basically going to be, pre- um, um, well, Alex Kurtzman, uh, has taken over the series, but he's also signed a new deal with CBS that is gonna give us a lot more Star Trek. Hmm. So a lot of some of the things that are being set up is a series set at Starfleet Academy from creators Stephanie Savage and Josh Schwartz. Oh, that sounds cool. So and from because these people are the people who made Dynasty, Gossip Girl, and Red. <gasps> oh, there you go. So <laughs> I'm what, in. So what I'm guessing at is that this is the show that's going to be directed as kind of like a YA one. Oh my because gosh! If this is look, if this is YA Star Trek Academy, like yes. like, a, a, like a, a bunch of teenagers yes. and romance and flings affairs with 
alien species and everything. Yes. Sign me the fuck up. Oh my god. I will watch it in a heartbeat. We'll do it. We'll watch. Give it to me. Oh my god. Give me. Oh my gosh. Gossip Girl was one of my guilty pleasures. I didn't watch it while it was airing. I, um, I watched it on Netflix. Yeah, I think it was Netflix. I did a binge watch of it on Netflix and was so addicted to it. Oh my really? gosh. Yes. And, um, one time we went to a, a trivia night and one of the questions was, this TV show, um, always uh, started out with, or I can't remember, the intro was, you know you love me, XOXO. I was the only person in the entire building that knew that that was God's a Girl. <laughs> So it, it all was worth it. All was worth <laughs> it. See, all, all that binge watching yep. led you to that moment in yes. your life. That's mm-hmm. funny. That's hilarious. Um, but yes, that sounds amazing. Sounds I so And you know what? Good. I've always been uh, more of a Star Trek, I don't say I'm a fan, but... Um, as a kid, I used, the original series, I, I'll probably get hate mail, but I wasn't into it. I used to watch it, and I've watched mm-hmm. many episodes of it, but I wasn't really into it, but once Next Generation came out, oh, I yes. used to watch that religiously. Yeah, mm-hmm. Next Generation right here. Yeah. Yeah, well. Wesley I Crusher. Think... <laughs> had a crush on that Crusher. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think, because I think that's true for a lot of people, like, it's, your dad watched. Yes, it was my grandpa series. actually. Your, <laughs> your yeah. grandpa watched uh the original series. The next gen watched next gen. Yeah. So yeah. That wasn't, that's pretty funny. And that's the only one I watched. I've never I've never watched Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine, Nine or any of the other I'm, ones. I'm going to be real here when they told me that Deep Space Nine was a thing, I thought it was a porno. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought it was a, I thought it was a Star Trek porno parody. Cause, <laughs> I was like, I was like, deep I was, space nine. <laughs> I was like, deep space sixty nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. So, but I didn't. Okay, because uh, I grew up with Voyager. I, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I. That's what I grew up with, mm-hmm. and I really like Voyager. Yeah. Um. Um. But either way, uh, so a limited series. Who we have no idea what it's it's being kept under wraps. Mm-hmm. They have an iron fist on that details. Besides that, there's going to be a limited series, and that there's going to be an animated series. Oh, yeah. really? Has yeah. that ever been done before with Star Trek? Yes. Um, uh, after the original series ended, it was adapted into an animated series with still the same. Uh, with a lot of the actors from the TV show reprising the roles. Really? Yeah. As voice actors, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. yeah, and I know this because Alex used to play it all the time. Uh, 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 Jeffries, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I was just like, I didn't know that there was um, a yeah that there was um, a basically a sequel. Yeah, like a, they're basically the later seasons of Star Trek. Interesting, mm-hmm. the way that a, they did Buffy later seasons in comic book form. Yes, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's a, and one of my favorite episodes of the animated series is um, uh, basically. Uh, the Tribbles. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They did another Tribbles episode, <laughs> and I love, I love the Tribbles. And um, the only reason I knew there was an animated series was because I saw the Netflix, uh, show. There's two more, um, episodes of the toys that shaped it. Oh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they had the Star Trek toys and, you know, like about yeah. the animated series. About so the animated I was series, like, what? Yeah. That's awesome. I never saw an episode, though, of, of, the cartoons. Oh, the cartoons, yeah. It's, they're, they're really good. They're surprisingly good. I bet you there's yeah. a porn parody of that TV show too. The toys that she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Ricardo Montalban, Ricardo Montalban. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we don't know if it's going to be. Well, it's definitely going to be some kind of prequel. Um, uh, mm. But it could either be the prequel when he was um, uh, on Earth and trying to take over the world, or it could be the prequel of that in between area after he had been like put on the planet and before Wrath of Khan happened. Mm. So mm. that's going to be interesting. This is a lot of Star Trek. <laughs> so much Star Trek. Wow. I mean, I guess the 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 Star Trek people that be, powers that be, um find the 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 success that Star Wars is having uh finding that that maybe this is just the right environment to just hit hit all the Star Trek fans with uh with everything they can. It's interesting that you mentioned Star Star Wars because they also have an animated series that ties into the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So it's, and I don't know if it's There's, just you can go well. online. Yeah, actually mm-hmm. you can go online and look at a timeline of where all the storylines fit and um it includes the animated series, the movies and the comics. Wow. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. comics are canon to, to all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Nice. The comics and um, the cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Basically, once Disney got their tiny, tiny mouse <laughs> hands on those rights. I didn't intend to do a cheeseman, but I saw something all over Facebook this morning that Fox got their hands on X-Men. What? That what? they approved, um, that Fox approved Disney's um, fi- uh, most late, latest offer it was like 7.1 million or 71 million i don't know seven was in there and a one was in there <laughs> and that they accepted it and wow. so everyone was talking about how disney now has their hands on x-men wow. yeah yeah that is impressive especially since because that was the money maker for them but maybe also- it was billion i don't know i just <laughs> i was scanning really fast and i didn't have time to go read the article disney has got the goods yeah did you see the, everything did you see how much incredibles 2 made no in in the opening weekend, two hundred forty one million. Wow! And this is a movie that came out what fourteen years ago? That long? Fifteen. Fifteen years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Really? Between movies. Between I remember sequels. I took Eddie. Well, I took. He took. Oh, yeah. We went together. Uh, one of our dates <laughs> when we first 15. started dating, uh, we went to go see The Incredibles. It was it, no. I think it's fourteen because I think it came out two thousand four, and now it's twenty eighteen. I think it was fourteen years ago. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just saw an astronomical wow. number of years between <laughs> astronomical. <the> <laughs> like I'm like, how, how is this? Uh, well, interestingly, I mean, making uh, animation takes a lot of time. I mean, there's a lot of projects that have been in the works that when we, by the time we've seen them, the people who are working on them have been working on them for years. Well, yeah. like I was really shocked that Coco took uh, five years of actual. Um, uh, gathering information, mm-hmm, five mm-hmm. years of gathering information before mm-hmm. they even started. Mm-hmm. If you want to do, if you want that Pixar level shit, that shit takes years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, um, the last piece of gossip for the Star Trek, because there's one more thing, is that they are working on something that could have Sir Patrick Stewart. 
Really? Back on board, yes. I love him. Yeah, everybody loves him. He's, He's my great. captain. <laughs> <laughs> captain of your heart. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, that's it for my cheese, man. That's a lot. That's that a was, lot. That of was cheese kind man. of it, yeah. Stomach distends. Beer is liquid bread. It's good for you. We like to drink till we spew. Ooh. All right, guys. It's that time again. What time is it, Kristen? It's beer time. Yay! Yay. This is too cute. And this hot ass summer. I know, right? Uh-huh. Um, this beer, uh, tell us what it is we're drinking right now. Kristen. It's the General Sherman IPA, and it's from the Tioga Sequoia Brewing Company, which is perfect because if you guys don't uh, remember or don't know or have never had the opportunity to visit the um, Sequoia National Forest, General Sherman is the big, huge tree that you um, are able to drive through. Yeah, it's, I believe, the biggest tree on Earth. The tallest tree on Earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Didn't it get knocked down? Not the tallest tree. Oh, not the tallest one. No, I think it was another one. So it so happens that Frank had a birthday and I was sick. I couldn't take him out to dinner. I meant to take him to the Rainforest Cafe, which closed. I know. Well, yeah. maybe it's not the one you can drive through, but yeah, it's no, the biggest it's one. The, it's the tallest one. Okay, and, yeah. yeah. They did stop letting you drive through the drive through one, though, I Yeah, heard. they did, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Because I think it collapsed. Ooh. I remember as a kid, that was so cool. Oh, I always wanted to go through yeah. it, but Aww. we never went up north. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. up north from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it was the first time I ever went to the Sequoia mm-hmm. National Forest, so it was really cool. We got an Airbnb, and that's how we celebrated Frank's birthday. Oh, cool. Um, it... Uh, the property Who's Frank we, again? My husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My husband. Uh, yeah, we we went for uh the, I believe four days. Um That's so cool. Four, I know, I saw your pictures and it looked really cool. It was awesome. The weather was great. Yeah. It looked nice. But then I thought, what am I gonna take the girls? Of course, beer. So mm-hmm. I I saw that one, it was the General Sherman and I was like, This is perfect. That's uh, awesome, yes. So I think it has a little description on the side. Yes, so it says the General Sherman in Sequoia National Park, oh, says right here, is the (laughs) largest living tree on earth. Our General Sherman IPA was crafted to embody the grandeur of this great sequoia. A true West Coast style, our IPA stands tall with its dry, floral, and citrus-like flavor and aroma. Like its namesake, this hop lover's delight has no equal. Enjoy. Oh, exciting. Nice. Whoever wrote this here on the side did a good job. I know. Now I'm like really <laughs> excited to try it. So it is um, a 7.5 India Pale Ale. So let me open And Sarah brought this super cute bottle opener Aww. that is, um, it, it is a big, uh, bottle opener of a big sequoia. Um, and it, it says Very Sequoia thematic. Kings Canyon. Very thematic. I love when things match. <laughs> There's a theme going on. Okay. So excellent. So I had mm, actually already had good. this beer because um I thought, you know, we're on vacation. There's no point in getting the cheap beer. We're gonna go with like what's local. We're gonna We're, we're gonna, gonna go with the goods with the good stuff. So um Ooh. Frank actually was the first So that one means you don't need a taster? It's no, all no, it's I, all me and Jen? No, no, I wanna taste <laughs> I wanna taste her. Um 
we had uh, we would get six packs and just uh, drink them by the uh, by the river. It was great. It was awesome. We only got to go to the crystal uh, crystal case Down by the river, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, salud, guys. Welcome salud. back. Salud. Okay, I'm already gonna say that I love the color. The color is really great. It's kind of like a, a deep reddish Very hue gold. Golden, yeah. Goldish mm-hmm. red hue. It's nice. Mm. Well, I love it. I've actually had this before as well. Because yeah. um, those of you who might not know, I am from the Central Valley. And so Fresno is about 30 minutes north of my hometown, Hanford, California. And um, Eddie and I have gone to table at a convention in Fresno a couple of times. And this uh, brewery is super close by the convention center. So we have um, on a couple of occasions gone to this brewery and of course i always am drinking the ipa so um we've i i don't know if i think he had the porter or something but i had this and so i really enjoyed it um when i first had it and i enjoy it now Uh, it's it's really light it's a light ipa Mm -hmm. yeah it is and very woodsy i like it Mm. woodsy woodsy Mm -hmm. Woodsy. Mm, mm-hmm. It could be because of that, of the name or whatever. Or <laughs> I know. It's uh, power of suggestion. Power of suggestion. <laughs> but uh, it tastes very woodsy and I don't mind that. It's so good. It's a decent IPA. Very light. And doesn't leave me the gross aftertaste. Yes, it's not gross, Jen. It's hoppy. <laughs> but yes, it says it's dry, which is what I'm saying. I think that's the lightness for me, the very dry. Um, floral and citrus-like flavor. So it says and aroma. The aroma is not that strong to me when I, when I, um, Mm-hmm. I took the the top off. It didn't hit me like some of the IPAs that we drink do. Um, it wasn't as you, they say dank mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at all. So if you have maybe somebody who you want to turn on to IPAs or who like IPAs for maybe the first or second uh, swallow, but mm-hmm. then swallow. are not, <laughs> the, the, it, but the aftertaste turns them off. I would highly recommend this. Um, I mean, there is that hop, there's that quintessential hoppy IPA aftertaste, but it's not overpowering mm-hmm. and like gross, like some people think. <laughs> some Guil- people. <laughs> Guilty as charged. So, I would definitely give this a full. It's very flavorful. It's very good. I would yeah. drink this on a summer day. It's nothing like oh, amazingly special, honestly, to to say that it was a rigid or even a super saiyan. But um, it's a it's a really um, I think um, strong full for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Sarah. I'm, I'm gonna go full on this one as well. Um, I think um, this is, like I said, uh, the the kind of beer we drank by the river. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a <laughs> now every time you say by the river, I'm hearing Jen sing by, <laughs> by down the by river, the river. Down by <laughs> the river. Um, it's it's refreshing. It's crispy. It's um, it's a good natural uh, taste that you were saying, Jen. I, yeah. I I like it. So I'm gonna go full. This is Sarah. Yeah. And this is Jen, and I really like it. I'm going to give it a full two. It's 
like not amazing 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 but it's a good it's a good decent beer like to have on a chill day and mm -hmm. to share this is definitely a sharing beer i like oh, it oh absolutely mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like and it. we're drinking it out of um a one pint six fluid ounce glass um i was did you see any cans or smaller bottles um yes i we we actually got the 24 pack oh okay so it comes mm -hmm. in smaller bottles cool. Um, I don't know if it came in cans, but bottles is fine. It was really good. Yeah, definitely. So, guys, that was uh, full all around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I keep doing that, don't I? I keep setting myself up. Oh, it's not <laughs> like we have a penis drawn on the wall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Reviewing today. Woo! I know, right? Let's um, uh, let's go. Let's dig right in. Let's, let's jump right in. Right I need right. more beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I was, like, I was just what? about to say that. I'm like, we need more beer. Top me up. Top me up. Um, we have quite a mix yes. this time around. We have four comics. Uh, each of them, one of them was emailed to us. Correct? Right. Exactly. Um, uh, and three of them we picked up at the. Uh, East LA Cape. This is how long we haven't uh, done an episode. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, we picked wow. most of these up at East LA Cape. So, um, uh, I will start off because I'm unafraid. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dreading this. So, <laughs> the first, the first book is called Dark Queen. And let and me just say that this was the one that I was most looking forward to. I was too. I was really excited as well. Yes. I was too. The key word is was. The key word is there. Her face was so was. salty when she said, I was too. <laughs> and the style of it is like an old EC horror comic. Yes. It yeah. even says horror. And this is what I was, what I was very, very excited to pick this book up. Um, she spent her whole five dollars. I spent my whole five dollars. When East LA Cape ended, I went, I uh, was looking for them because I was, I was, I really liked how their book looked. And I was just like, uh, and it's horror, and it was just like, they're like, oh yeah, they're like, uh, it's good, we put, we spent a lot of time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it. good. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. And I was just like, and they're the creators. Of course, they're gonna say it's good, but um, um. But this is one of the cases. I hate to interrupt you, but one of the cases of um, the cover is so misleading. The cover is yeah. very. Misleading. So wait, who? Before we go on, who are the what are who are the creators? The creators are even the back cover is cool, actually. Yeah, yeah it looks really cool. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's the sad part. <laughs> um, <laughs> So it's written, created, and illustrated by George Hernandez, lettering and digital layout by Edgar Roland. Okay. And it's, um, um... Who wrote it? George. George Hernandez? Okay. Mm, George. Jorge. 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 <laughs> 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 and, um, um... The even the opening is I've I've never minded like um, it has mature readers uh, on it. Uh, Dark Queen battles the Covenant, uh, and so I was I 
I was expecting like some either EC level. Does it actually stuff? say Dark Queen battles the Covenant on yeah. the top? Oh, I right missed here. that part. And um, it's uh, very accurate though. <laughs> for the last page of the for story. The artwork is nice, and like, cause even here in this like pinup style one, it almost looks like something that could have come out of something the Hernandez brothers would have made. Yes, you're and right. So, you're right. Actually, and so that's why I was. Well, I was, maybe he is a Hernandez brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, we don't know if he has a brother or a sister. He could be a Hernandez brother. <laughs> he could be a Hernandez brother. Um, and even the first page is like, this issue is dedicated to the loving memory of Ramona Chavez and Lala Venegas. So you think it's kind of like a, a an homage to these people that it's dedicated to? Well, when you read it, when you're starting to read when it. When you're starting to read it. <clears throat> um, it was nothing of what I expected to be. I was mm-hmm. expecting more horror and... Mm-hmm. I guess there was a form of horror in it. So, <laughs> I love horror comics. <clears throat> yes, my first comic was uh, Creep Show. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, like... you all know my first comic was Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I love Colin Bunn's horror comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Lock and Key. I love, gosh, what else? Do uh, Sabrina, you know we've done Sabrina here. Oh my god, Sabrina's freaking amazing. I mm-hmm. love Sabrina. I recommend that to everybody. Um, and so when I saw this Dark Queen and the the you kind of got a Sabrina vibe from it. At least the, the yeah the, the, the Sabrina Archie horror version. <clears throat> you kind of like a bit of like a a, a bit sexy, a mm-hmm, bit mm-hmm. a bit like about like witchcraft and horror yeah. and stuff like that. And that's what I thought this was gonna be. Yeah, it was not. No, it wasn't. And um, one of my critiques about the book was that for it um really shouting out horror on the front cover we don't really get much of any of the um like otherworldly demon whatever it is that's going on until literally the last couple of pages of the book Mm -hmm. and i understand Mm -hmm. that there's you know it's a comic you had a story you have to do a setup but you have only so many pages, and I think, especially for a number one, it is the writer and artist's job to um, to really entice the audience. I don't know why in my mind I'm thinking desarrollar in Spanish, and I can't think of the English word. <laughs> <laughs> develop. Yeah. To develop, you want to develop a story enough in your first issue to do world building, character building, and some sort of of hook to want the person at the end of issue one to continue reading to issue two. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately I did not get most of those things. Um, she's in, she's got, she got arrested for something. Um, I, I don't know, but she's in this prison or this, <coughs> this holding, holding facility. facility or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the entire time she's there, she is the victim of sexual harassment, attempted sexual assault. I don't know if the actual assault happened. Verbal abuse. I mean, it was just so overwhelming she was also to me. Assaulted um, by, I think, one of the guards. Like, no, by the, n- the therapist. Yeah, by whatever. the therapist. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he the one that was her. hitting her. Yeah, yes. exactly. So it's yes. like, uh, and, and, and while I was reading that, I hate to cut you off, but while I was reading that, I was like. I'm sorry, uh, does that happen to each and every woman that walks through these doors? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't there any kind of, like, 
um, hey, on authority that first figure. Page, yeah. All the women there were being beaten up by the guards. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. Yes. And yeah. So that was the usage of the word bitch and the usage of the threat of sexual violence really turned me off. Yeah. And, and that was, uh, yeah. And that's the thing. The thing <clears throat> is that, um, uh, one, it's written by man. And they think that, um, uh, some of, they, they think that violence is horror. And it is, but it's also like, if that's your only form of horror that you're using, I'm sorry, but that's boring. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's not entirely, like, I've, I've read, I've seen this a million times. I don't even have to, like, go very far to find something like this. And it's, it's, I was expecting more. I was expecting a lot more than just, like, uh, oh my god, even when she's gonna be sexually assaulted by the guard, mm-hmm. uh, her response. <laughs> I know, her response is, ew, yuck. Mm-hmm. When the guard comes in and is like, I'm just here to get my dick wet. Uh-huh. And, and her response is literally, ooh, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, like, there's, there's no, like, I've read books that have featured, like, rape and, um, uh, and sexual assault or attempted a sexual assault, and they have done better reactions of yeah. the actual horror that that, Honestly, that, that means. Honestly, some of the dialogue, and that in particular, seemed very cartoony to mm-hmm. me, and that is something that I feel like does a disservice to the medium of comics. Like, comics is not something that, like, I think a lot of people misinterpret comics as being, like, childish or, or cartoonish or not serious, and that's not the case at all. But that particular, I, like, I laughed out loud when I was reading it. I mean, this woman is, like, about to be sexually assaulted, and I laughed out loud. So- said, Ew, yeah. <laughs> Says that out loud. <laughs> I've, I've said that out loud sarcastically. Yeah, and it's just yeah. So, I mean, where the story ends is where I where I feel like it should, it should have started. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like all that other stuff, I feel like was completely unnecessary mm-hmm. to tell the story, and it, that's the part that I feel like they um, more time writers. And I'm sorry, I am going to say that um, men uh, in particular feel like they that this like it's a it's a trope it's a misogynistic trope and and i i i feel like um we do see it a lot of times and as women readers i honestly want to implore writers to take that into consideration and if you are writing a story and it's and you are male and not to say that males aren't you know, can't tell amazing stories because they can. But remember, if you are writing where your main character is a woman, maybe get, you know, a female to read it or ask her opinion or to see, you know, where, uh, where maybe you got it wrong, where you got it right, and to give you some, some creative pointers. Some creative pointers. Because definitely, if this would have started towards the end, Mm-hmm. That would have been a hundred times more interesting. That would have actually made me want to read more. As is the build up toward it has completely turned me off. Yeah. Back. And, mm-hmm. uh, then, then. Yeah, because most of the, the story takes place in this uh, holding facility, mm-hmm. you know, and like you said, I mean, most of the time she's getting beaten, mm-hmm. um, called out, um, you know, threatened with rape. I mm-hmm. mean, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, uh, <clears throat> I was really excited because I saw the cover and I thought, oh, this is going to be great. Like, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it. Um, the cover looked nothing like the story is inside. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, um, what turned me off was some of the art. 
the art mm. for, per se is good, mm-hmm. but um, all the women have like these uh, bullets for <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of emphasis on like how the clothes hangs from their boobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you can tell um, that they're trying to draw her without a bra, but they don't understand how boob physics work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, they look like two stones right there just holding up clothing. They look to me like two water balloons. Yeah. <laughs> that defy gravity. Which is not a bad thing, <laughs> but it's just that, that, that's what's focused on the artwork itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, has, mm-hmm. has there been, had there been that kind of uh, detail orientation towards the rest of the art and not just the boobs, maybe I could... And in the artist's defense, I don't know anything about him other than his name that you told me that I forgot already. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that has been the norm for the comic book industry for many, many years. Yeah. The, it, the comics are drawn, have been drawn for the male gaze. Mm-hmm. But... We three women here uh, who read comics and love comics and talk about comics here on our podcast are here to tell you that the times they are changing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, they are. <laughs> and you are turning off 50% of your audience by not taking that into consideration. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. We're the people that actually uh, reviewed Batwoman and we had concerns about how her costume was like not paying attention to the boo physics, as mm-hmm. you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just no way that, that that's even possible. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was kind of the turnoff for me, but yeah, you're right. Uh, there was like, uh, um, it was it was hard, I think, mm-hmm. for me to read, just because um, I I wasn't really getting into it. I don't know who she is as the main character. Yeah, there's no character development no. other than the fact that she is a victim and a, a t- sexual target. Exactly, yeah. and that's about it. We get no establishment of her mm-hmm. as a character. We get that she's a foster child or something like that. Uh, and that she maybe, maybe not killed her stepfather. And that uh, she has no pupils. And that she has no pupils. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, maybe we're completely dense to the story um, component of why that happened. I mean, the, the, the creators are probably like yelling at their iPods right now. <laughs> this are iPods, listen to me, it's 1998. <laughs> to their, to their uh, iPhones or their computers as we're critiquing that this is, you meant, you totally missed that story point. But I mean, that's the point. We, we, all three of us read it and all three of us missed it. So. Yeah. And I actually read it twice. I, I did I I did too. Because I wanted to love it. Mm -hmm. I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wanted to like it too, and tragically. But but there's a point to you guys. (laughs) uh, The cover is amazing. The, the back is really nice. That oh, the art ba- the back is cool. Artwork is really really cool. Like yeah. I've never, I've never minded sexy. I've been, mm-hmm. I'm very much a fan of sexy. Yes. But if you're gonna do sexy, do sexy right. I mean, and this one right here, this one was. Pretty it's very good. reminiscent of of to me Thanos and death. That yeah. that picture right there. So it's, I really like it. It's really I really do like it. Like and I like the inner the the opening the opening artwork and the, yes mm-hmm. and the opening dedication page. Because, like, it looks like he put time and effort into these ones. And then the rest of it is, like... Mm, yeah. No. And I I know that one of the things that I was saying, too, as a critique, is that um, even in Marvel, DC, Image, 
I find this so annoying all the time. But if you do not have uh, a trained um, or somebody with a lot of experience lettering, do your research on how to letter. It's not just putting words in a round bubble. Like let, lettering makes a difference. Um, it ha- it it helps with the flow of the story. Um, it helps with um, emphasis. It's just and the lettering was very very choppy and it took my concentration away from what I was from the story for me personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually like this page as well because mm-hmm. she looks cool. Yeah, look at her. She's petting a, like a little demon imp thing <laughs> as a pet. That's that's pretty hardcore, yeah. but. We don't we don't get much of who she is. Right, yeah. She's probably the witch in this story. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it's like I would have liked to know more, to know more about the old woman who yeah. rescues her, about the witches themselves. I don't I didn't need all this extra story about the asylum about yeah. um uh, how she's abused and everything because those are stuff that you can mention and that you can tell via story via right. dialogue, which um maybe needs a little work as well. And, um. <laughs> and I mean, if, this was a book that, uh, Jen picked up and when she brought it to us and showed us what she bought was one that I had intended to go back and buy as well because it just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get a chance to stop and talk to the people. I just walked by and saw it. But, um, so I was really disappointed that, um, it, I didn't like it more than because I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to as well, which is why I went back and bought it, but, it's um, uh, it was disappointing. Yeah. So, are we gonna rate each one as we go? Uh, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's go. Let's do this, and I'll go first because I'm unafraid, and it gets no conchas from me. Oh no, conchas! <laughs> yeah. I thought That's... she was gonna at least do a halfsies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I'll I'll go half only because the cover was amazing. The cover was amazing. Oh. Don't make me regret my decision. I'll stick at zero. <laughs> And and I'm the nice reviewer, so <laughs> half for me. <laughs> okay, what is the panduce that is in the panduce shelves, but that as a kid you're like, no, that is not panduce. Do not buy that one because it tastes like cardboard. I know which one you're talking about. I don't know what it's called <laughs> because I never bothered to because I never picked yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my grandmother would get it um, and she would always like have some and she would eat that one and she'd always buy some and give some to me. I'm like, why are you giving me this? Why are you forcing me to eat this? It's literally like cardboard. I don't know what it's called, but that's what they get. A whole one of those. <laughs> An entire loaf. Okay, let's move on to the next, guys. Let's move on to the next. All right. The next one is Brother Crow. And I will admit that I was confused by this one in the beginning. And I remember talking with, um, oh, God, I'm so sorry. He's probably listening to right now. He's just like, these girls. (laughs) I was going to say something else. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are allowed to curse because I put us in the parent uh, advisory section. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Okay. So, Brother Crow was written and drawn and colored by Justin Royf. The Crow variant cover was painted by Tripper Dungan. And Brother Crow was produced and edited by Merida Damewood. And I really like the cover. I did too. I love the colors. And um, um, reading it the first time, I was uh, 
very confused and a little lost with the story. I could tell that something was going on. I could, uh, and there seemed to be that there was two stories being told simultaneously. Yeah. It wasn't until I went back that, um, uh, and I remember Justin telling me uh, something along the lines, but I had forgot, so I went to go back. But the story is about what happens when music loses its soul. Mm. And uh, then I went back and I reread it, and a little bit more of it made sense. Uh, in his Kickstarter page, it's going to be a six-part issue book. Okay. And that he's already finished. And this one was the first uh, issue published. And, um, um... Oh. Yeah. You talked to Justin? Or Tripper? Tripper signed it. Okay, no. Was it Tripper? Okay, no, yeah, uh... It was Tripper. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's a cool name, Tripper. Um, yeah. I wonder if it's a, a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually, oh my god, he gave us this little thing about another piece of work that he was taught, mm. that he was doing. Mm-hmm. You remember it? The, the, the novela style. The novela yes. style comic, and I am hyped for that one. Yes. I am excited for yes, that one. That definitely. one looks good. Um, um, but this one, um, the opening story is about a woman, and she's, um, uh, well, the in the opening sequence, we see somebody step out of a mirror. And even in the, the beginning of that story, is called Through through the Mirror or something? Mm-hmm. Passing Through Mirrors. Passing Through Mirrors. And, um, uh, and uh, we see a woman, and she's looking in her mirror, and she's singing a song. And she's just like, uh, like, listening to this song makes me feel old. And then something happens in the book where she, like, levitates, uh... And go and then starts to glow, and um, um, and my guess now that I figured it out is that she died. Right. Basically, that right. she died. Um, uh, singing her last old song. Mm-hmm. That, um, um, and then later on in the in the book, we get um, uh, someone makes a comment that they were listening to the same song. It's just like, oh, they just don't make them like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And my. What I think this book is about, besides him telling us that it's what happens to music when it loses its soul, it's that with every generation of music, it need, for it to be made, the old generation of music needs to die. Oh. And so, and I'm very much intrigued by that. Yeah. But this was only after I read the Kickstarter. Even on the initial read, it was very, very confusing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, not a lot of dialogue. Yeah, no. Not a lot of dialogue. But even just, I read this twice, and even right now, just flipping through and looking at the pages, I'm seeing things that I missed both times. Yeah, oh yeah, there's definitely, I had I had to, because I read it once, and then I was just like, what's going on? And then I went back, read the Kickstarter, and it was and what it was about. I was just like, oh, and then I reread again, and I caught other mm-hmm. stuff that I had missed before. Um, um, but it's it's very interesting. It's very, I'm very much intrigued by it. Um... There's definitely a lot of levels of kind of like folklore, kind of like um, uh, yeah. myth mm-hmm. going on there as well. I want to know who this mysterious figure passing through, through the mirrors, yeah, yeah. Through, um, uh, through the mirrors is, because I'm guessing he is this brother. Crow he's figure. brother Crow, I think. He's yeah. brother Crow, uh, and he and I, I don't know because you know see in the in the front one of the things I missed both first <laughs> the first time and the second time I read it is he's passing a mirror and the reflection is a crow. 
nice. Okay, you see, uh, you saw a crow. I thought I thought I saw just a hooded figure. Uh-huh. But it, now that you mention it, yeah, it's yeah. a crow. It's a crow. So he's Brother Crow, and I'm guessing he's a form of a reaper or something. Mm. He's the one who comes to take the, I guess, the, the, soul souls. Of, mm. the souls of music. And it's interesting because he can control, it seems that he control can control people when he sings. Because, oh, yeah. Um, uh, when he's going into a cave that's called Dinosaur World, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a bit confused as to what the significance of that was, but there was a page there that was very beautiful where he's in front of a mirror, he opens his mouth, and a bunch of crows come out, and then he lands on top of this woman with a carved out, um, uh, with a carved out chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was very visually mm-hmm. striking, but I don't know who she was. Yeah. I don't know if she was supposed to be some depiction of Mother Earth, if she was supposed to be some depiction of music, or what's, or what's going on. So I wish there was more elaboration as to what's happening, but I can say that I do like it. Yeah, I, I, I actually also had the, the first, the same initial uh, reaction after the first reading is I, I was, intrigued because you can tell like you said something is going on but i didn't know what the heck it was (laughs) and then once but i didn't do what jen did i didn't go and research or anything when she told me that i was like oh my gosh that's like kind of an amazing premise Mm -hmm. um and you see in the beginning, she's like a, a bluesy old, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, she's not old, but the, the jazzy. music is jazzy, bluesy. And then the next story is like a, a punk rock, uh, music scene. And so that, um, transition made a lot of sense given what Jen was saying as, uh, what the creators are saying the book is about. And, um, it was really interesting to uh, reread it and see the Brother Crow character slash figure um, going through these scenes and and kind of having a better idea of what he was and what he was doing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you can kind of see like it follows a progression of in the beginning it says like it place it takes place in church, mm-hmm. Louisiana, Louisville, huh? Where was it? it in it, a church in in a, in, a, in a church in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, in Louisiana, and so and that's where the heart of jazz was, where it had been, and then it moves to Chicago, where mm-hmm. it was that punk scene. And I know for like that's that actually was kind of like a thing that punk was a very strong had a very strong presence in mm. Chicago. Um, uh, so it seems to be that he's kind of finding musical trends as well as they develop. Oh, interesting. And yeah. So and so I think that's re- that's really really yeah. cool. Yeah. But I feel like um you need to know a bit about this stuff because or else you're kind of lost. Lost. And yeah. So maybe a, a, a forward, maybe like a oh, like yeah. a page where it it explains a little it bit. It explains of that. a little bit, a little like <clears throat> not exactly synopsis, but kind of like um like most most books have that. And most comic books have an opening page mm-hmm. about on what's it, what it's about or what's going on. Uh, but definitely I think a bit more of exposition is needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, after I basically realized and I really started thinking more into it and really examining it, I really, I was very, very much intru- intrigued, especially about who it is that, um, uh, Brother Crow yeah. visits in the cave. Yes. Uh, and where the heck did Amanda go? 
Right. And where did Amanda go? Yeah. <laughs> now, I still don't know what the heck is going on, but um, I am also very intrigued about what this this story idea and the way that it is um, uh, that it's starting to develop. And so, mm-hmm. it does say at the end to be continued. I mean, it, it is a it is a cliffhanger. They this book definitely does what I was saying that a number one has to do. Um, I'm just too dense to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of story building here. There character building not so much. It's more of the story. And honestly, character building, yes, because you know what is a character in this story? It's music. Yes. Right. It's uh, the music and the soul of music. Mm-hmm. And I think I find that uh, very very interesting. And you can kind of, I guess you can kind of see that these the other characters that are going on are avatars mm-hmm. of music. Mm-hmm. And um um and I like that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. That's intriguing. And I want to know more about this. Yeah. This is something that I would pay again to yeah. keep reading. Mm-hmm. See where it goes. Uh, also, is, I like that back, um, uh, the back cover. Oh, yeah. Um, I, this is Sarah and I like, I like the whole book. I like, uh, how you're presenting it because it, like, it just opened my eyes to a lot of different things in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, uh, pieces of art in the book was when they're in the pit. Because mm-hmm. it's labeled, it, it it has a little arrow, the band, the pit, the yeah. front, Amanda. So I thought, and Danny, I thought that was really cool. That actually made me laugh out loud because I thought that that's so true. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what a punk band uh, or any band when you're in the pit, that's what it looks like. Um, I I really like the artwork. I like the colors that they used. I like uh, the, the skin tones. I like that. I really enjoy this kind of like close up of the mouth with the cigarette and the yellow teeth. I love it. Um, I, it, it almost looks like very flowy, almost watercolory, um, kind of like, uh, very dynamic <clears throat> in the color use. There's a, a lot of pop of color and a lot of darkness. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, really enjoy this. Um, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I would love to visit the rest of these issues for sure and, mm-hmm. and get, get a, a bigger sense of where the story's going to go. Where it's going, what's the answer, mm-hmm. what happens to the soul of music? When yeah, and yeah. where's Amanda? <laughs> where's Amanda? Where's Amanda? <laughs> Instead of where's Barbara, it's where's Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, I, I, I like this. Uh, the cover, the cover, like, it's sort of like the rest of the book where the crow is black and there's a shadow around it, mm-hmm. but then there's like, uh, a, a rich uh, green with pinks and turquoise, mm-hmm. which you you would think wouldn't work, mm-hmm. but it works. And the crow is wearing a hat. That's like, <laughs> I, really, I, I really like that cover. It's yeah, really nice. I do too. It it also it caught my eye at East LA. I mean at um at Lat- Latino Comics Expo. Did we buy this there or at East um, LA? Cape? Jen got oh. this at East LA. Okay, Cape, but you got one from. Um, East LA for Latino Comics Expo. Expo. That's yeah. right. Yeah, because it caught my eye the the colors and everything. So, mm-hmm. but I um, I uh, hadn't read it yet, yeah. or I couldn't find it. So couldn't we we it. had to buy another one. Buy that. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with supporting something. Yeah, interesting, for sure. Something something different. dynamic. Yes, yeah, something definitely. different. Um, I definitely want to see where it goes. But as of right now, uh, I think I will give it. Uh, two conchas. Yeah, me too. Because, because it's an initial grab to you. It's uh, an we, initial we, grab. I, I don't feel the satisfaction of knowing like the 
actual story, but I am grabbed. So two yeah. just for me. So uh, just as a reminder, our scale is one to three because three being the most conscious that um, Jen's mother ever used to let her eat. So that was like <laughs> Nirvana for her. So three Nirvana. is an amazing book. And I, I definitely, um, I want to give it a three, but I want that I'm going to be forced to give it a two. I want to give it a three because I think that the story idea and the way that it's starting to develop and the things that we've seen so far are so they're very lofty in the way that they're being presented to us and i think that the story is like super unique super amazing i mean there's mm-hmm. i read so many comic books and so many of them are just derivatives of what i've read before mm-hmm. and so um this is I think super um, different, something that I've never seen before. Unique. Yeah, yeah, unique. So I want to give it a three for that, but I'm forced to give it a two because I think that I'm I'm just missing a lot. <laughs> I think we need more content. This yes, is a yeah. first issue uh, review. So yeah. I mean, we, mm-hmm. most of the time we review like story arcs, like yeah. the little trade mm-hmm. paperback. So mm-hmm. I think I think uh, the two is is pretty good mm-hmm. just because oh, it grabbed us. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it grabs us. I'm intrigued by it. I'm. Uh, and um love the art oh love uh I, yeah i love that cover art it's really good yeah um, and the, and then the the speech bubbles like there's not a lot of dialogue but there's a lot of song so, and then the way they are put on top of the images mm-hmm. in such a way it's so dynamic it's not like just a standard box or yeah, a circle it very because uh, in in the national one when the jazz singer is singing um uh, I think they call her like J- Jamie Bird or something like yeah, that. That's her yeah, yeah, name. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, there was uh, there was a part I really liked because she's singing "Nothing Lasts Forever," and then uh, up on top of it, there's another word because the it goes like this. It flips the lyrics yeah. backwards. Yeah. And I thought that was that was interesting. And when you see the punk band scream, um, uh, like screaming. <laughs> I mean, they do do that. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. I love punk. <laughs> I'm very much uh, a punk fan. But uh, how they drew the lyrics for the jazz singer and then for the punk, yes, uh, punk singers was very expressive of the type of music. Mm. Exactly. Because you could you could see it not only hear it, you can mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Because yeah. the jazz, how it was drawn, was almost melancholic. A- again. Uh, the artists uh, giving character to music. I think yeah. that's super innovative. It's very cool. Very, mm. it's very cool. So it, um, uh, but I have to admit that I was lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I no, was, no, I was no. And, that, lost. and that's yes, exactly. So this, but this initially does grab you, even though you're a little lost. And then um, I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of the story. Yeah, the other three issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was one that was kickstarted. Yes, mm-hmm. it okay. was kickstarted, and he met his goal. Cool, which is cool, nice. Okay. Uh, on to the next one. On to the next. Which is one that was given to us in... in A PDF form, uh, e- email. PDF form. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest and say that I did not read the PDF form. Uh, um, Sarah was very, very kind and printed it out um, uh, for us into like a really cool little bound book um, format. What, what is the book called? It's called um, uh, Vengeance Nevada, and it's a comic by B.J. Mendelssohn. Um, and, and I have to say that I did read the PDF form. I did too. And because uh, I felt confused, I felt that we would get a better grasp um, where the story was going if 
we had it in a book format. And, and you thank were right. you <laughs> that you did because I'm I'm assuming you read it on yes. your iPad. Yes. I read it on my iPhone yeah. 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would dare not do that to myself. And I was so freaking confused because when you're reading on such a tiny little screen, you have to constantly move back and forth um to the page and um this book admittedly has very unique um lettering uh, word bubble placement yes. i guess is what you ca- call yeah. it and so being able to follow that on my phone was near impossible and it made it so difficult to read and i i, I we were actually scheduled to review this last episode but i just was like i i if i review it i'm just gonna be like i have no idea what's going on I was so confused. <laughs> and and it, it, um, yeah, it's true. I did read it on the iPad, but even that was a bit confusing for me. So I actually sat down and read it at a desktop and it was still really mm. confusing. So that's why I chose to print it out and bind it so that we can have something to flip through yeah. and mm-hmm. flip back to if we needed to. And it was a million times, it made such the difference. It was a million yeah. times better. And, um, I was able to follow the story. I was able to follow the panels in the way that they were intended to be, um, read and looked at. And it was just like a completely different story. For oh, me. absolutely. <laughs> and this so. book is actually available on Comicsology, but I honestly think that if you're going to purchase this, I think you should shell out the extra bucks for the print. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there a print copy? I I don't know. I didn't look into that, but you, you printed it yourself. <laughs> no, I did because um because I mean it was it was uh it was uh, given to us in PDF form, but um but yeah, I did see that it's available in Comicsology and I think also on Amazon, but I'm not sure. Well, I hope that it's something that he can, if it's not in print, that it's something that he thinks about. Because I did not read it in PDF, but I remember Kristen talking about it and how she couldn't understand it and you saying it. But uh, as in print, I was able to follow it. And I can see how you can get lost with the dialogue. Because at one point I was just like, I kind of put two pages together and I was just like, ooh, yeah, if these two were like that together, I would be... Hella lost. Exactly. I would not know what's going on. But as like this, like this, I'm uh, bound, um, uh, and you can just flip through it. I really liked it. I This read more like an actual comic story, like something that maybe like uh, Image would do. Like It was really good, and yeah. I really liked the artwork. Yeah. I'm a little confused as to why some of them were colored and why some of them weren't, mm-hmm. but I did like the coloring. I like that weird metal flesh monster woman. Yeah. Where she was yeah, like yeah, a yeah. cyborg or something. Mm-hmm. A cyborg or an iDroid, but she was cool. <coughs> sorry. I, I liked her design because like, <coughs> that's later, later on we... Shapeshifter, I believe. She wasn't a shapeshifter. No? That was the okay, whole point. Yeah, okay. Because uh, in the in the story, and this might be spoiling it a little bit or whatever, but uh, she is some personification of death. She says, yeah. I am the inevitable. I will, I know. She, she basically tells the main character, um, uh, something that's private and as to how she proves that she is actually death. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's an interesting story. There's a lot of storylines going on. I was a bit confused towards the end. Um, um, I don't know exactly where it was going. And I, at first I wasn't even sure, like, what was going on. Whether this was, like, a superhero thing, an alien thing, or, like, some combination of all. Of all things, or if it was... Because she was in, like, a car that said Sheriff's, but she also had a little pentagram logo going on. <laughs> so I thought it was something supernatural. Yeah. Like, kind of an R.I.P.D. 
situation oh, uh-huh. going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it seems to be kind of a mix of all three or three, four. four. Is, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I when I saw the cover, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. The yeah, cover is the freaking amazing. Nice. The artwork inside is pretty damn it's uh, pretty cool. damn good. He does a it's good job. It's very with dynamic. Boobs. Oh, he does a great job with boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, very dynamic, but it actually opens up in Los Angeles, so that threw me off. Yes. Uh, because, uh, not initially, because I was like expecting it to be like a local story, mm-hmm. and, and, and lo and behold, the main character's name is Kristen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spells it just like you. Uh-huh. Um, but you see that this, uh, Kristen has blue eyes. Yeah. But not blue eyes in the sense that the pupils are blue. It's the whole yeah, eyeball. Yeah, the whole eyeball. Blue. So this is um, Death Queen, but with blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> with blue and not white. Right. And um, so you're right. She does have the pentagram, but and then she has kind of like a kind of like a um, uh, a necklace that's sort of like a kind of it looks like something that like beaded, like uh, very mm-hmm. uh, native. It looks like a like um, um like have you ever seen those gold collars that's worn um uh, by either um uh, very very formal Mayan wear or Native mm. American wear or yeah, African exactly mm-hmm. um uh, that's exactly garments. right mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's kind of what it looks like and I I like it I actually really like the artwork as well the artwork's ex- ex- exceptional I love it they even. Uh, we're able to get the multitude of stars because they go, they do a flashback into Nevada, mm-hmm. the Nevada Mexico border, California Nevada border. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So that it's at night. So and this is where I got totally confused because she has a uh, phone conversation with some guy with her dispatcher. Yeah, her mm-hmm. dispatcher. And the thing is, is like it flips around. So at first, um, the dispatcher has kind of like the. Uh, little uh, squiggles on on the uh, bubbles to signify that he's talking over the radio. Over the radio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then when we are seeing him, uh, but then it flips over to her having the squiggles. Mm-hmm. So that totally threw me off. There was a lot of information being fed within these three or four pages. Mm-hmm. But isn't that just to indicate she's talking over the radio back to him? Yes, yeah. but it threw me off oh, because okay. of I see all what the information. Saying. Okay. So all there's the like, there's a mention of Ben. Gotcha. There's an information of, uh, Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they're talking about people who they think I know, you know? And I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know who Jacobs is. <laughs> who the, who the, okay, so I know that the dispatcher must be gay because he, him and Steven took Robbie. To get a present for Yes, ben. yes. And I, I'm I, like, who is, are these people? I actually had to write these names down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And diagram, like, okay, Ben is the son <laughs> of Kristen. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, I had to do yeah, that. Uh-huh. Because then they, then they mentioned Jake, and I was like, who the heck is Jake? Yeah. Oh, Jake is Jake from State Farm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jake is the boyfriend. But then we, as she is talking about her boyfriend, we see an action sequence where yeah. her boyfriend's in the sequence mm-hmm. with these other ladies and then there's a woman that looks just like her mm-hmm. within that se- and that, that threw me off completely mm-hmm. because I'm like okay it's not her because she's not wearing the necklace mm-hmm. um, and she's talking about him and this is op- ha- happening yeah. at the same time it took me a while to realize that yeah that, that well, as she was talking to this dude that this is what I was what was happening and it even wasn't what was happening it was what was happening a little bit prior to when the woman later goes and talks to 
um, uh, Kristen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that kind of flow of of events, I think, feels like a little bit more elaborate. Like maybe they should have put like a few like a few moments ago, like eleven forty five, like some time stamp yeah. or something. Yeah. But another thing is that dialogue placing as well is like it's, it was a it's lot very, of information. It's, it's very cramped, and yes. now this one has the opposite problem of what the other two yes. had, where yes. they had little to no dialogue. This one has kind of a lot going on. Yeah, I, so maybe a little bit more spacing, a little bit more like, oh, okay, who I think is talking? This one wanted to give us all the information it possibly could within one issue. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, and, it, and I, now, I appreciate that. I do, um, I do. And, and now I, I know that um, this Kristen doppelganger um, is reading a... a, a a folder on Samantha Quinn, so now I know Samantha Quinn is important in the story, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm completely confused because they get attacked by other people that are not wearing masks. Man. And I don't know who the good people or the bad people. I don't know if Jake's bad. I don't know if Jake yeah. was, you know, uh, a, a bank robber or what. Uh-huh. Uh, but then, well, we the, know he has something to hide. Yes. And that's when we figure out that superheroes are... Are a thing like in a, this. Are a thing in this. Or yeah. people with mm-hmm. superpowers. Yeah. Of some but form. the thing that threw me off is that I felt that Kristen Doppelganger was part of his gang, but then sacrificed him. Oh. And I'm like, what the? ¿Qué? <laughs> ¿Por qué? And then complete 180, and we're back in the car, and then now uh, Kristen Doppelganger has appeared <laughs> to Kristen, and the only way I can I can tell them apart is the necklace. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then then this this woman becomes the robot death. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And but then she's she... actually the one that's in color. Yes, exactly. So that makes it a little bit easier. <laughs> yes, yes, I get that. Um that was a little bit easier. But then they then um later on there's the uh, strike team, I guess the people that came to attack Jake's group. Um mm-hmm. is is an all woman group and they're in color as well. But I don't know who they are, and they uh, they kind of just appear out of nowhere. So I'm I'm confused there. Um, no, I think that I I know what scene that you're talking this, about. There's like four panels. Yes, yes. No, that seems to be a memory of Kristen of a team that she used yeah. to be on that she was later kicked off of because she doesn't have any powers. Ah. Got it. See, took, mm-hmm. <laughs> see, I had to talk out loud with people who actually read this <laughs> because because I wasn't uh, wasn't really sure. Um, and it, everything's going well. There's uh, there's kind of a fusion of of. Um, but then we 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 in this story, then we find out there's a whole um, group of alien of race, alien race yeah. called synth. The Centaurians. 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 Aren't the Centaurians the people who came down in the movie Last Starfighter that needed the that guy to go up and fight for them? The Centaurians. (laughs) (laughs) I I love that that movie. I was thinking of Roman Centurions. Um, Oh, yeah. And but I could tell that these people were aliens, and like there's like this whole alternate history going on thing because people know about who they were and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it's kind of a mix, kind of a mix of supernatural, kind of a mix of um, uh, sci-fi, a bit of uh, like a crime story, revenge story going on. So it's 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 a lot. Yeah, it's It's a a lot. lot. And And then they're in Chicago. Then. Then flip to Chicago. Well, she's not there, but she's um. Uh, but this other group that she, I think, she had been a part of, is part of, is there. 
and then I'm so sorry to cut you off, but this totally threw me off because then it's like then the women that are in Chicago are speaking a totally different language, uh, translated from Hebrew. From Hebrew. So yeah. it's like there's too much. It's <laughs> exploding. There's a there's a lot. This was very very ambitious, and I feel like it could have maybe been cut down into two. Uh-huh. But as is, I like it. Well, it, it is a, a, a very broad genre. I mean, yeah. you got a bit of horror going on mm-hmm. with the, with death, and you have yeah. um, you have kind of like the tactical team. Yeah, about uh, like- you got superheroes. Uh-huh. You have the mystery um, yeah. of Aspects the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, don't tell Kristen. Yeah, don't, don't tell, tell Kristen. Kristen. <laughs> so I think th- I mean there's a lot uh, uh, here, which understandably I completely was confused when I was trying to read it little inch panel by inch panel <laughs> on my phone and so thank you Sarah for providing this one because when I re-looked at it it meant it it made so much more sense being able to take in the whole entire page the way that it was intended because some of the pages the dialogue starts at the top and then travels down over a lot of of the um, paneling and connects all of them together and having to read it on such a, a small um, format on my phone really, really was confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I definitely think that the fact that you printed it out helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And since I didn't read it as a PDF, because... I did twice. Well, <laughs> Maybe <because>. three times. <laughs> I actually um, read wrote notes on it. Because, because Jen's going to say, because she read it today. <laughs> <laughs> I did read it today. <laughs> Called out drag. <laughs> but I didn't read it today. But I like it. I like. I like it. I like. I'm very intrigued by the story. I want to know. It's there's like very ambitious with three, all the kind of stuff going on. Going yeah, on there's there. a lot of stuff going on. So color me intrigued. I want to know. I want to see what issue two is like. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm uh, maybe ease up a little bit. Give me a little bit more time to figure out what's going on. Let, let me breathe. Let me breathe. Okay. <laughs> I very much like it. Um. Uh, Maybe a bit of the same face uh, thing going on, but because, like I said, oh, like the yeah. personification of death, and then Kristen herself, mm-hmm. and then the Avatar lady who possesses her uh, also kind of looks the same. Uh, yes, yes, uh, mm-hmm. she's uh, the Croatian. No, I'm sorry, no, Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is it called? No, she was a chosen champion of the Centurion. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like that's there's not a fusion name. of souls or something. It's 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 really interesting. I I definitely want to see where this is going. And at the end, I don't know if you noticed though, there is also a Sarah. What? Yeah, it oh. says here. Uh, it gets That's worse, right. Sarah. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, they they uh, refer to one of the girls and call her Sarah. It's like, we're just missing a Jen. Yeah. <laughs> and it lo- would have been our fave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny because uh, Christian's like, I felt like he, uh, she wrote her name like I did, like I like I read it with the K. But then they have it wrong on her, on her, yeah. on her coffee. And I'm like, yeah, because Starbucks always... Uh, yeah, always and when she said that, I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Because, yes, they never get my name right. Yeah. So I like that little added touch of Yeah, that was kind of cool. That, yeah. I like those little details. Because at first I was annoyed. Because I was like, okay, first they established that this is how they spell her name, the right way. And then they would go and the artist just must not have been paying attention. And then when Je- uh, Sarah mentioned that it could have been just like a... A cute little 
shout out to Starbucks getting people's names wrong. I was like, oh, that makes perfect sense. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I like, um, I like how they tied in the before, the now and the then panels mm-hmm. with a song on the radio. I thought that was cool. I, I did not was... catch that at all. Oh my god, that's, that sounds. Yeah. I think it was the David Bowie song. I I haven't oh, read this yeah. in a while. Oh yeah, is it like the on Mars? Yes, oh, yeah. yes. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, is there life on Mars? Uh, beating up the wrong guy. <laughs> oh, oh, my. Wonder again. if you'll ever know. <laughs> okay, yeah, that one. All right, so what are we rating this? I'm gonna go with two two conchas because this is a one issue and um, it's. A lot of information. Thank you so much for all that information on one issue. But now I want to kind of see um, in a slower pace where this is going. I want to be able to recognize each character and identify their personality and the way they speak um, and where this is going. So Balance. It's a matter of balance. Yeah. Well, and you see here that it's it's Vengeance Nevada, but this particular story arc, because I feel we got a whole freaking arc here, <laughs> is yeah. called All Will Be Judged. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't really know that I got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, All will be judged from the bonding of the uh, of champion. Uh, All will be judged. But that was her. a very small part of it. I yeah, feel like okay. I was gonna yeah. call it "All Will Be Judged." I want to be. I want to see the whole Judge Dredd execution. <laughs> I want to see some Judge Dredd shit going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, uh, Got it. Got I mean, it. I did like it, but I feel like um, not that it was misleading, but I was just like, "Where's the judging? Mm-hmm. Where's the judgment? Yeah. Where's is a Judgment Day kind of thing? Is it apocalypse level kind of thing? What's going on? I want to know." I um, I feel that there's gonna be a lot of personalities within the group of the superheroes and mm-hmm. the other. A group with the masks, mm-hmm. um, so I want to. I want to see. I want to see where that goes and how that uh, ties into the story too. Yeah, it's certainly very ambitious, and yes. I'm and I'm very excited for it. So I'm, but I'm actually gonna give it two conchas, mostly because you had to print it out. Yes, um, uh, and we don't know <laughs> if there's a print copy. Uh, but I think it would be, it would do a lot better as a print copy. Yes. Um, uh, just as a side note, is, uh, BJ Mendelssohn does not sh- scream <laughs> out. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna make a BJ joke, but now. Okay, oh my but now, god. You but guys. now I feel like I have to. <laughs> but no, um, did he, um, forward his book to us just to, for a, random review or is he a latino creator um i did say that that we focus you know i the spiel we focus on latinos and he said that Kristen is latina okay yeah so i was like oh cool they didn't touch on that nope not one bit bit. (laughs) and so now he gets one concha (laughs) (laughs) because that is my biggest pet peeve you cannot just tell me that someone is latina and you need to show me you need to show me how it's part of her life you need to show me we don't even see a last name here how am i supposed to know that she's latina Mm -hmm. (laughs) kristen just isn't one and done cut it yeah um at least my last name is paras (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah i have to admit that is that's a little bit annoying yeah uh uh-huh yeah, because I, I don't said, know if I you know, I... Because um, we've talked about this in panels, and it is one of my pet peeves in... Uh, one of the things that bugs me is that you can't just say that a character is Latina yeah. and then not show it. Yeah, because what even makes him tell you that? He certainly didn't spend any time showing the reader that. And it's not a plot point. It It's not necessary to drive the story forward 
forward at all. And um, I, I feel like he could have said anything <laughs> to you if you said, well, we only review books about aliens. He, well, she is an alien. Or we only re- do books about librarians. Well, she is a librarian. Well, she was a librarian. Like <laughs> yeah, so. Why should we kill a cop? Or a security guard? I don't know. Seems like a kind of a, com- a cop, a supernatural cop. I'm I'm intrigued with the story. I am now a little annoyed. <laughs> I mean, the, so far the other two books were actually Latino creators that we met in person and yes. that we um, that we t- had an opportunity to talk to. But this one particular creator contacted us. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you... Th- those are Jen's judgment fingers that you hear. <laughs> That's me tapping my fingers. I am. I am annoyed. <laughs> yes. So, Sarah, you gave it two. Yes. Jen, you gave it two, and you might I, give it one. <laughs> I'll give it one and a half because okay. it was it was interesting. Yeah. It was and it was good. Yeah. Um. Uh. I liked the artwork. Um. Um. But. That ticked me off. Yeah. That did, that did quite tick me off. But uh, if you want a good, like, comic book story, something interesting, I do recommend it. So, uh, this is Kristen, and I am going to give it to Conchas because um, I did enjoy the storyline. There are diff- many different plot points in here that I am interested in figuring out what's going to happen and are... Um, motivating me to continue to read the um the fact that she and look at i call bs the the front here her her last name is here on the front her last name is jacobs oh see. could be wait she's not married <laughs> to her, her boyfriend right i think it's just her boyfriend right mm, yeah. i don't know no it is just her boyfriend because yes. there's mention that jake treats ben mm-hmm. the like, little boy yeah. like his own yes like his own. yes okay. But that could mean that they're married, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway, that's true. They could be married. I didn't get it one way or another if they were mm-hmm. or they weren't. I mean, there's a few Latinos out there that don't have Latino it's true. last names. But if you're going to tell me that it's Latino, that it's a Latino character, and you're not going to show me in any way, shape, or form in your art, then you got to show me in some other way because mm-hmm. then, I mean, what's the point of you even telling me that, that she's Latina? When it, you can't. You can't immediately tell. And yeah. This is what this is about. So I'll stick to my one and a half. <laughs> um, so now I feel like I am going to take my half away too, but I'm going to stick with my two. And um, and it is available in Comixology. I tried to Google right now to see if it was available anywhere else. What I ha- I didn't find that it was available in print anywhere, but what I did find is that Mr. BJ has been super busy <laughs> passing this off to all kinds of reviewers. There's like so many reviews online of this book. So kudos to you, BJ Mendelssohn, for putting in work and getting your um, getting it out there in front of people. Good job. Good job. And now the very last one, guys. Now, the very last one is we picked it up at Latino Latino Comics Expo. (sighs) Easter Lake Cape. Easter Lake Cape. (laughs) And out of all the ones that we read, this one was the best. It's so cute. It is very, very cute. And so it's called Mystery Bound, and it is created by Kenneth Garcia Rojas. And um, this, yeah, it says uh, 
and it has a guest author, artist of Nefer Salcedo. And this has very much a Steven Universe. Yeah, when Jen said that, I was like, oh my god, yes, that's the perfect description. And it's... <laughs> she hit herself <laughs> she again. She keeps hitting her leg. <laughs> I keep hitting my leg. Um, and it, right, right on my funny bone, too. Um, but it's... Um, uh, this one is it's super cute. It's an all-ages book, and it is the... The creator himself is, I believe, um, uh, is an animator. Um, uh, I talked to him a bit, and I what, and I asked him a bit more. He seemed a bit nervous, a bit shy. Um, uh, um, uh, but I really, really liked it because the artwork captured my attention because it's bright and it's it's super cute and it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a lot of fun. It looked like fun. Yes. So I picked it up immediately, and I don't regret it. It was. Um, it has the perfect amount of dialogue. It, the paneling is very sequential. You can tell you you can tell when someone has gone to school mm-hmm. for this, oh, and yeah. you can definitely tell with this one because it looks like an episode was taken down, and this is the storyboard for it. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. like this is the story, and this is this is this is what comics can be is that they can be a storyboard for a lot of um uh, a, a lot of either animation or TV shows or stuff like that. Um, uh, comic books are a visual medium, and he did that astonishingly well. And I was not confused at all by what was going on. There's, of course, the little mystery of why why the one of the main characters is having nightmares, and so is his friend. Mm-hmm. But that gets resolved. We get the answer to that as well. And it's a it's it's in the this one book has an entire story in it. But you can tell that there's a potential for more, and I would love, love, love to keep reading more of it. Absolutely. And it's um, um. Oh God, what was what was his name? Bruno. He, Bruno. Bruno Barry and and Barry. Bruno and Barry, and oh my God, that's another thing because we were talking about how we got no Latinidad from her. We mm-hmm. get Latinidad from him. Yeah, from his absolutely. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. posters on the wall. <laughs> how he says guests in, in Spanish. Spanish. Yes. And it's just like, and I was just, that's entirely a meme. I freaking know this in my heart. <laughs> that is a meme. Oh, yeah. that's so cute. And so, so I could actually hear him saying guests in Spanish either. <laughs> as literally because I have said this out loud uh-huh. too. I was just like, oh, guests in Spanish. <laughs> and it's or so like, much more dramatic when it's in Spanish. But also like a gasp in Spanish is yeah. different. Yeah. It, it is, it is actually different. But I, I really, really love this. It, it's a, this book is, a second printing, because mm-hmm. uh, I believe he said that he sold out of his first cool. printing. And it features a bunch of the concept art. Um, uh, it's uh, very thick, and actually. Added, yeah, an added story. and There's a lot two of, little stories mm-hmm. in the back as well. Uh-huh. And variant covers. He did variant covers mm-hmm. for these with different artists. And they are so cute. So, so cute. And I I really love his... Um, um, even has a little index. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all, this is like And did you say that he was an art student? I believe he was, he was an animator. Like oh, an, okay. an art student, but he, like, he, he's gone to school for it. Kenneth Garcia Rojas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've never seen that name. Kenneth? Well, I'm Sarah, and I love, love this book. I love the thickness of it. I love the colors. I love the art. The <sighs> art is so much fun. Oh my god, did I do it again? Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> 
I keep setting myself up for these dirty <laughs> jokes. Um, I love the art. I love the color. I love the story. Um, I, I love their personalities that actually reflect their uh, um, their dialogue bubbles. Mm-hmm. Love mm-hmm. that. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a little ghost named Rain. I love her, too. Aww, their she's... little pets are so cute. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. my God. He owns a panda, and I love it. And she owns a, a tiger a, a or something. Tiger. Yeah. And whenever they see each other, the pets they go up to each other and snuggle. Aww. So cute. So cute. I'm actually intrigued by this third character that we have not met that has some kind of brontosaurus as a pet. Yes. Who mm-hmm. is she? Ah, uh, yeah. We don't know yet. She has a dinosaur. She looks super as a cool. Pet. I love uh-huh. her looks, purple hair. She looks super cool. A baby goth. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, this was perfection to pump. me. I, I, um, I love it. I feel that, uh, Heidi Hope Comics can carry this book. And I think it, uh, it will do super well because it's really great. Uh, it's really a lot of fun to read. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes. And it's, it's definitely all ages appropriate. Um, which I love having, um, local creators, um, books to be able to recommend to parents who are coming in looking for something to buy for their kids. Um, this particular book has its contact info on the back. Um, you can go to mysterybound.com or Ken Shu, K-E-N-N-S-H-O-U dot com and um, get your very own copy of Mystery Bound. I mean, we could go into the story, but um, I feel we shouldn't even really have to because it's it's an all-ages book, so there's not too much complexity like in Vengeance in Nevada. I, I would, yeah, I would say that it's, um, it's an all-ages mystery Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a little bit of like supernatural, yeah, supernatural, fantastical elements, mm-hmm. um, and um, it, they're they're really cool <laughs> little like personalities of both of these characters, and even the little ghost, um, yes. the ghost Rain, she's really cute. It's it's very much um. Uh, Steven Universe meets Casper the Ghost meets yeah. Nancy Drew. <laughs> That's an excellent description of this. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's a, it's a, it's a super cute. He's got that new animation style going on. Yes, um, mm-hmm. uh, which I I am fond of. I really like, uh, and it's it's just cute. It's a really good fun read, mm-hmm. uh, and something like if you want to give somebody who's just starting out with comics, mm-hmm. or like if you know any kids or stuff like that, or even just for yourself, it's really really cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I very much enjoyed it, and I am gonna go ahead and review it and give it three conchas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna second that review to three conchas as well. Mm-hmm. Happy, stop it. <laughs> There's a dog under the table. <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> uh, this is Kristen, and I will give Mystery Bound three conchas. I really loved it. The art is amazing. Like Jen said, definitely um, something that has a very pro feel to it. And um, I, you know, I see this as a boombox um yes. imprint i a think boombox imprint yeah, yeah. mhm definitely so um three conchas mm-hmm. for mystery bound All right, 
right, guys, it's time for On My Radar. And I am here to present On My Radar, at least to start it off. Uh, well, guys, this is Sarah. And On My Radar is, I don't know if you guys heard, but Joaquin Phoenix is rumored to play the Joker in the new standalone <laughs> movie about the Joker. No, I didn't hear well, that. Well, that was That's cheese, my girl, to <laughs> fill the details. Well, it's, it's still very much uh, non-confirmed. But every time he's approached about the, uh, the the project, he's like, oh, that sounds very interesting. So he hasn't said yes or no. I'm not a fan uh, of his. What? Sarah's <laughs> 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 face. What? You don't like Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin Phoenix? Joaquin. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. Or the Joker. You're not a fan of the Joker? <laughs> no, no, I'm not a fan of Joaquin. In my mind, I was, I, I was like, wait, you kept saying it so much that it didn't sound right to me. I'm like, wait, I got confused. No, I'm not a fan of Joaquin. Not even when. Okay, that's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Anyway, the the working title for this uh, standalone movie is called Romeo, and it's. Gonna- I'm out already. Quit okay. talking. Oh my god. Are referring to Joker as Romeo? I don't know if he's Romeo. It's just the working title they're working with. But I don't know where where Joaquin is playing the Joker in a movie called Romeo. Yes. Continue. <laughs> Todd, oh, Todd, Phillips. Talking, Todd Phillips is uh, going to direct. He's the director of War Dogs, Due Date, The Hangover Trilogy, Starkey and Hutch. He's Starsky. 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 And <laughs> Did Hutch. you ever watch that as a kid? Yeah, yeah and Me I always too. called it Star- Starsky. And Star- yeah. Okay, it's Starkey. It's Starsky. Yeah. <laughs> I called it the wrong way. Uh, All I know he, is that one of them, like, the slides over a car. Yeah. yeah. No. That's, <laughs> that's, um, the good old boys. Oh, um, just the good old boys. What is that? Uh, the Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. That's yeah. Dukes of Hazard. Oh, then never mind. I but don't know does Starsky and Hutch do that too? Maybe I they do. Don't I think they do. So. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> um, he's already recruited the cinematographer that he worked with on the Hangover trilogy, Lauren Scher. And designer, uh, production designer Mark Friedberg, who did Selma. Uh, it's gonna have a wow. killing, it's gonna have a killing joke vibe, which I'm excited about. Uh, okay, when you say killing joke vibe, do you mean Grant Morrison killing joke, or do you mean that god awful animated <laughs> series of movie killing joke? Because now we have to actually elaborate. Yeah. What? No, no, I think it's Grant Morrison. I don't think, yeah, it's Alan Morse. I'm sorry, Alan Morse. Yes. Oh, yeah, Alan Moore. Sorry. Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Nerds come after me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the title of this article that I'm reading on movieweb.com, Joaquin Phoenix Joker Origin Movie Gets Working Title. Origin Movie. Title, Romeo. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Come on. <laughs> um, I'm thinking we're going to hear more about this project at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, Hall H and, and everything. Uh, so that's that's what's on my radar. Says that filming is set to begin in, in September. September. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, which surprises me. So they what, have a script. Yeah, they must have a script, and uh, they must have some actors on board already, which they're not announcing on. Um, Who also, did the script? What is also on my radar is Cloak and Dagger that is streaming on Hulu through that other, what was it called? Freeform. Freeform, Freeform which I don't know what that is, but I watch my stuff on Hulu. I'm really liking how this is going. It's, it's Disney's racy stuff. Oh. <laughs> Freeform. 
<laughs> it's a Marvel title. Uh, it's one of those kind of. Didn't it together. used to be ABC Family? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Which is so ironic. It's ABC Family is the name of the title of the channel, but the stuff that they showed on there was so freaking yeah, it was so freaking racy. It was like you you if you were a parent and you didn't know any better, you'd be like, yeah, watch this wholesome TV show, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was not wholesome. <laughs> So, Cook and Dagger, guys, that's really good. It's it's on my radar. That's I've heard a lot of good things about yeah, it. Yeah, it's the acting. Uh, it's like you said, it's a little bit racy and stuff. There was a a threaten of of rape scene and uh, stuff like that. Death happens in this, uh, but I, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy where you didn't know that could be a thing, and it is. Mm-hmm. So that's what they're doing with Cook and Dagger. I, I really like it. I like the actors. They're, it's doing it's doing really well for me. Um, I also like to point out that uh, um, Keanu Reeves might reprise his role at, in a new Bill and Ted movie. Yeah, that's very mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, Keanu. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but I cannot stop thinking about this Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> Romeo story. Now, I actually am a fan of Killing Joke. I yes. enjoyed yes. that book. Yes, um, very much I so. highly recommend you read it in the its original um, coloring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As opposed to its reformatted coloring yeah. when it was re-released, it's like night and day. Honestly, it's, it really Ellen, is. I, Ellen Moore was wrong. The coloring is the original coloring is amazing. So, yeah. So, um, but I I really enjoyed the story, but the fact that they're I, I'm trying to make the connection. I mean, I know it's working title, so I we don't know what it's going to come out with. But I'm trying to wrap my head around why they're calling it Romeo. <laughs> I'm not even thinking about that. I'm thinking they're going to scrap that title. Yeah. I hope. So. I mean, because there is no Harley in Killing Joke. So. Right. Exactly. So they're, that's why I'm just so confused. But, um, I, again, I'm not a fan of, of Joaquin and, um, I've been, not been fans of many people who have taken, um, title roles, um, who have blown me away. So I will remain with an open mind. Um, the fanboys are going to come hard for this oh, if yes. he doesn't do a good job. Yeah. Um, but um, we will see what happens. Well, I'm I'm thinking they're trying and to you know strike. What? Shame on me for saying fanboys. The fans. <laughs> <laughs> I should not have said that. The fans. <laughs> she just angered cat herself. Yeah. Um, um, I. I'm going to hold judgment as well because uh, I was like one of the first to say that Heath Ledger was not going to be a good Joker. Yeah, a lot and of people said that. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and he was freaking amazing. Yeah, I still actually never saw that movie. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. It's so good. <laughs> it's good, um, it's good. But I think they're trying to strike uh, the same kind of gold they did with Wonder Woman as a standalone film. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're trying to do that with another very favorite DC character, which is the Joker. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Also on my radar is they've begun filming on the Wonder Woman 1984 um, movie, mm-hmm. the, the second Wonder Woman movie sequel, coming out, the sequel. Yeah. And uh, I hope to hear more interesting information, maybe some footage at San Diego Comic-Con, hopefully. Mm-hmm. They'll release some stuff. Uh, I know that she was a kind of surprise guest in one of a previous Comic-Con in previous years, so that's, that's exciting. Maybe she'll come back. Cool. So, um, um, which is also on my radar, but I don't know much about what's going on with Catwoman and Bruce Wayne. They're getting married. As Catwoman and Batman, or as 
uh, as Bruce Wayne and He's playing the coyote? Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Nice. There's actually yeah, wedding I- invitations and everything. Yeah, yeah, I saw those. <laughs> well, they're not going to get married in their suits. Because <laughs> I'm like, because uh, that's, you know, that's what they're working with on uh, all these variant covers. Spoiler alert, um, there's some other wedding, big wedding that happened this week as well. Oh, yeah. uh, in the Marvel Universe, um, there is a, what, what was the, um, what was the actual book? X-Men Gold? X-Men Gold, Gold yes. yeah. Um, what's his name? Cyclops. No. 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 <laughs> what's the tall Disney? Colossus? Yeah, Colossus. <laughs> Come on. Finance? Deadpool? <laughs> I'm just messing with you because Col- she, she hates. Colossus <laughs> and, oh yeah, because Jen, Jen hates. hates like, wait, who, cause so Colossus gets married with who is it now? I can't. I'm trying to blank. Kitty Pride. There you go. Oh. But spoiler alert: if you don't want to know, by the time you listen to this, it'll already have been all over the internet. There is a surprise wedding at the end of that issue that nobody knew was coming, and I won't spoil who it is. But, but I will just go I go on it. to say that it was my favorite X Men from the '90s cartoon. Rogue. <laughs> no, 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 she was my favorite. Okay. All right. I'm not gonna. Getting... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I guess because I don't want to. I don't. So wanna you know. get a twofer in this. I don't know what issue number it is. It's X Men Gold number thirty. Thirty that came out this week, um, where uh, on the cover is Colossus and um, and Kitty Pride. You said yes. Yes. Um, but at the end of this particular storyline there is a second wedding that was not um was not released in that yeah it was a surprise for people who bought the book was it a shotgun wedding please tell me it was a shotgun i don't know i haven't read read it oh my god i saw i saw the page but i haven't read it i have it i took it home did they that that seems like a thing that they would do Hmm, interesting. Oh, and I'm just thinking about it right now. It gave it gave me warm fuzzies. It's so Aww. cute. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, that's that's on my radar, guys. So check it out. Now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes, and to. And to actually bring that to us is Kristen. <laughs> so, uh, today my Juntos y Fuertes is actually not comic related, um, or industry related or geeky related at all, but it definitely is, um, Latino, Latinx related and, um, uh, just a, a humanitarian, um, organization that I think deserves some support. Um, so, Obviously, I think there's nobody that is uh, on this uh, episode or listening to this episode that doesn't know about um, all of the stuff that is going on with the immigrant children uh, at the border here um, in the United States. And I think a lot of people are really asking themselves, what can I do? I don't live in a border town or I don't. Um, have money to donate, or I just am want to help, but I don't know where to start. Um, there's that. I mean, if you want to donate money, I see fundraiser, fundraisers all over the internet. Um, that one um, that is specifically for um, uh, raices. 
mm-hmm. that um, has been shared. Even just in five days, they they raised like I don't know how many millions of dollars. It's just been amazing. Around fifteen million. Yeah, and so it's just like people are. Um, they are wanting to help. They're disgusted by what they're seeing, and um, they uh, want to stand up against it and want to help. And so um, definitely donating your money is one way that you can help, but you can also donate your time. And there is an organization called Young Center, uh, Immigrant Children's Rights, and they actually are looking for volunteers. They're looking for volunteers to be child advocates. So um, a child advocate is an adult who volunteers to spend time with and advocate on behalf of an individual unaccompanied immigrant immigrant child um, while he or she is subject to deportation proceedings. Um, They welcome volunteers from all cultures, professions, races, ethnicities, and social backgrounds. You have to be at least 21 years old, have a particular need for, um, they have a particular need for bilingual volunteers who speak Spanish, obviously. Um, And they have... um, they have uh, locations um, throughout the United States. Uh, in Chicago, they actually have a particular me- need for people who speak Mandarin, Hindi, Punjabi, um, Gujarati, Bengali, Romanian, and a few other languages. Um, but obviously, uh, here in Southern California, Spanish would be uh, a language that is highly uh, sought after. But um, you can be a comma child advocate t- um by filling out um, a form, you can go to theyoungcenter.org. That's T-H-E-Y-O-U-N-G-C-E-N-T-E-R.org. Um, and um, you are committing, actually, to go through some training. Uh, and you're going to receive training, support, and supervision from uh, the Young Center. And you're going to commit to visit with a child once a week help the child think through their options and decisions, accompany them to court hearings and other important meetings and interviews, conduct research on the child's situation in his or her own home country, develop a best interest recommendation with Young Center staff, maintain communication with Young Center staff, and advocate for the best interest of the child alongside Young Center staff. That sounds like a lot. I've actually been an advocate before um, for children and women when I worked for a um, domestic violence shelter. I've also been an advocate for the girls who were involved in the juvenile justice system when we would have to go to um, their juvenile court hearings. And so it does seem like it might be overwhelming and it's a lot, um, but if you have any type of experience or even just desire to want to help and you think you have the time in your life to do this i highly recommend that you check it out and maybe it doesn't turn out to be for you um i actually filled out the form and am waiting to hear back but um if you know somebody who might have um experience or desire to do this pass it along um there uh the the children who are um, the adults as well, but the children who are going through all this are all alone and they don't have advocates. And they would absolutely benefit from having an adult um, help them to try to navigate um, the situation that they're going through. Definitely, that's very uh, very powerful right there. Um, it does it does sound like a lot. It may be overwhelming, but um, I think it's worth a try to try to help a young child that is not represented and has no person to advocate for them. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. Um, there's a lot of stuff we can do in donating our time. So 
um, man, the stuff that's going out there is just... Um, it's horrifying. Yeah. It is absolutely uh, horrible, horrifying, despicable, uh, traumatizing, and all other words under the sun. It's... Um, uh, it's... Uh, and I've definitely cried to some of the stuff. Yeah. They played the audio of the children crying for yeah. their parents. Mm-hmm. Like... like I remember when I was young and I got separated from my parents while we were in Los, in, in like in, out shopping mm-hmm. in downtown LA. Yep. And I cried my little fucking face out. Mm-hmm. And I, I, my parents were only gone for like three minutes before my mom came running to me like, yeah. Oh my God, where were you? Yeah. I was just like, I was right here. Yeah. But, I mean, I know you shared yeah. the story and I had read it too before where there's a 16 year old girl sharing her story that she's been just taking care of this six month old. She doesn't know where the child's from, who it's, mm-hmm. who child it is but she's just been taking care of this six month old baby while she herself is also detained in this detention center and she's um, actually teaching the other teenagers uh, there in the detention center with her to learn how to change this baby's diapers diapers. and that implies that the people who are there aren't aren't, doing it aren't Mm -hmm. taking care of these children Mm. and I've been looking into it and supposedly a lot of the pictures of what we've seen is of the boys. Yeah. Where are mm-hmm. the girls? Yeah. Where where are the girls mm-hmm. in this situation? And there was a very um um a very it was a video that was released um uh of children being moved from one detention center and their faces were being covered. And they said it was a matter of privacy mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but there was an actual like official inquiry going out and they did not answer. They don't know where they're sending this these children. Oh wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's horrible. Yeah. So I don't want to get into a discussion of whether or not, um, the, the people who uh, are defending any of this are right or wrong or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I just want to, to say that there, if you are somebody who is, um, who is wondering what you can do to help. There are um, a lot of organizations out there. And the fact that we live in Los Angeles, some of you listeners might also live in Los Angeles, or you might live in other cities that um, have the need to um, have a need for volunteers um, to help in one way, shape or form. And the cool thing about this organization is they have um, centers not just in Los Angeles, but they have them in Chicago, Houston, San Antonio, Harlingen, Phoenix, Los Angeles, New York, and Washington, D.C. So if you are listening to us from not Los Angeles and you're anywhere near those other places or you have friends or family that live in those other places that are wondering what they can you can do, then definitely I um, urge you to volunteer. And this is just a, a youth advocate. Um a child advocate position, volunteer position, but I'm sure that especially now with the influx of all of these children and the spotlight being put on this issue, that there are other ways that you can volunteer. If you have any expertise, if you're a lawyer, if you have health um, background, if you know how to write grants, if you do know, have any special um uh, skill, uh, a nonprofit more than likely will find a way to be able to utilize it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, on Twitter, I've reblogged a few ways that you can help. There mm-hmm. was a thread that someone made of all the ways that you can help. Either f- if you can't donate, you can volunteer. Mm-hmm. If you can't volunteer, you can um, uh, do something else. Write letters to yes, um, uh, your, your representatives. Your representatives make calls. Be 
be annoying. Mm-hmm. Be, una- be unafraid of being annoying because that's the only way that these people will pay attention. Yeah. A lot of people kick up a fuss that protests should be fe- peaceful. Then you're not paying attention. Yeah. If it's peaceful, you're not. It's not in your face. Mm-hmm. You can ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point of protest is to mm-hmm. not be ignored, to draw attention to the issue. To draw mm-hmm. attention to the issue. Yeah. Sarah is having a, a pensive moment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. <clears throat> so, um, uh, <clears throat> that was our Juntos y Fuertes, guys. Do you guys want to add anything else? Any other websites or, um, any other media outlets? Well, you can always follow us on Twitter at Comic Comadres. And we're on Instagram at Comadres y Comics. And we are on Snapchat and you can email us at comadresycomics at gmail.com. And Facebook. And uh, which is also right. Comic Comadres. <laughs> <laughs> Because totally some, yeah. I mean, for Twitter and Facebook, some other imposters are using commodity comments. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and I'm, I'm ticked. I'm ticked. Really? Yeah, yeah that's why we had to do oh. com- comic commodities on both of those. Oh, yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. And sorry we took so long, but we're gonna, we will be back. And hopefully we'll be on, t- on, on our schedule regularly. On a regularly scheduled <laughs> program, um, sometimes life happens, and uh, I hope you can um, uh, be patient. Uh, bear with us. Bear yes. with us. Yes, most definitely. All right, guys. Well, we have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.